0: Welcome to the Beat Camp Podcast, where we believe better coaching always matters. I am Mike Masucci, author of Elite Journey Books. I'm joined by my co-host, Dan Young, the Executive Director of B Camp. On this podcast, we bring in leaders to share insights for the betterment of our great game. Our vision is that every basketball team across the state of Michigan has a great coach. We are very excited to have Coach Andrea Cabana, the head coach at Chelsea High School. Andrea, welcome to the BCAM Podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: So, Andrea, I'd like to start by you sharing your basketball journey with our audience. We have a lot of head coaches and aspiring head coaches, and it's always good to hear how coaches wanted to be coaches and their, their basketball experiences and what led them to the job they currently have.
1: It's actually pretty simple. I've always loved basketball, played basketball when I was younger. And then when my kids became an age, you know, third, fourth grade with my oldest daughter, she uh, wanted to play basketball. And so I started coaching. And that's it. That's really kind of how it started and evolved from just a little team, little local school team that, you know, eventually transitioned into travel basketball, some higher level travel basketball, and then JV coach and varsity girls coach and then I kind of jumped to the to the boys side last year.
0: Awesome. So, you're a state champion coach. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about that special season? Yeah. What made that season so special and You know, so just some fond memories from that.
1: I think what made that season so special, kind of two things. I think the first part is the girls that were on that team, you know, it it was kind of a goal and a dream that they had had for years to come. It's something that evolved over, you know, a long period. And and I, I say that a lot that, you know this. This journey is a marathon; it's not a sprint. And that was really, you know, the basis of it. It's something that they had dreamed about and worked on, and, and were committed to for for very, very long time. And then to have it kind of all come together in a year that it was challenging. That was the COVID year, and so we had a lot of other things that you know that we had to deal with and work around and try to uh, strategize against. I guess you could say. So that allowed us to to become that much more focused and that much more dedicated to their goal. But it also really kind of almost forced us into a situation where it encompassed the whole program. We utilized JV girls, even in the tournament, you know, to, to try to avoid exposure to COVID. So we weren't quarantined and, and, you know, kicked out. And so we had our starters, you know, kind of had two groups of girls and our starters didn't even play in some of the games, you know, that we knew we could get wins in with the JV girls. And so it really turned into just a really, really, incredible experience with so many people contributing, you know, to that incredible success.
0: Yeah. I love that quote. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Let's, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about that. You just had a a tough game against Cass Tech last night. Yeah. You lost by seven.
1: Yes, and
0: yes. Uh, how do you use that message? Like it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You're playing a The defending state champion and and cast tech and, you know, maybe even before your league starts, how do you put that into your team that, hey, what are the lessons you can draw from that to maybe help you build success down the down the road?
1: Absolutely. We, we have already as a team and as a group, we sit down in the beginning and talk about the goals that the guys have. I mean, I make it very clear that it's their program and, you know, and I'm just here to, to help them and assist them get to, you know, wherever they want to be this year, this group of guys, they have a big goal of getting to the Breslin center. I mean, they, they want to go all the way. And so with that big goal, our philosophy or my philosophy has always been, you know, you, you can't be afraid to lose. And so you have to go hunt down, you know the best teams out there because the only way to be the best is to play the best and those best teams will expose every weakness you have and that's the only way to get better is if you know you know what your weaknesses are you can go back in the back in the gym and fix it so that has been you know with Cast Tech on our schedule from the get go we knew that that would be a challenging game and we have several others that are going to be just as challenging this year and and the whole philosophy behind it is you know we want to continue to get better with every game throughout the season where we peak at the very end. And so we use each one of these goals or each one of these teams, these games that we play, especially the losses, to to learn from them and get better game to game. You know, and like I said, the overall goal is the long-term goal with short-term goals set up, you know, periodically through the season.
0: Right. That's great. What a great lesson for your team. So Coach Young, Coach Cabana is uh, a Camp board member. You've known her for a while. Do you want to tell our audience a little bit about her role uh, with BCAM and, you know, your relationship with her?
2: Our board of directors is like a team. It is a team. And we're always looking for talented coaches, smart people. And obviously we try to have our board be geographic as far as the, our state is very large, as far as the UP, all the way down to Metro Detroit and across the West side. So, and just watching Andrea and talking to people, had a lot of people in my ears saying, you know, she's really this, she's that, she's, that, she's all what we thought she was. And <laughs> so I reached out to her and tried to say that. So the, the position, she was president-elect last year. She's in a, in a second year of a three-year term as president-elect, president this year for this school year, and then past president for next year. And so really excited to get her voice her thoughts her experience and it was just ironic that you know she was a girls coach at Grass Lake and in the transition of her coming onto our board I get a call from the AD at Chelsea and he's like would it mess up uh your board like if she was a boys coach and I go (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) and then he said no just wanted to I said no absolutely it's it's about having Andrea Cabana on our board, whether she coaches boys or girls, her being on our board and getting her insight and in, you know, from developing a club program. And Andrea, you can speak to this some more in your community to then working your way up and building a girls program, 111 and 24 in a state championship during COVID. And then now a boys coach, which I don't have the stats on how many Females have coached boys in our state, but it's probably few and far between. So, can't say enough how excited I am to have gotten to know you better, learn from you, and you're just been a huge asset to our board.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
2: So, Andrea, maybe take our
0: audience through that process. You obviously have strong roots in Grass Lake, you're built a championship program. How was that process of moving from Grass Lake over to Chelsea? What was going through your mind as a coach? And then even. She uh, got step, recruited
2: to go over there by the AD. That's what happened.
0: <laughs> and then stepping into being a trailblazer, you know, whether you were mindful sure. of that or not, or even cared about that, you you certainly are. And what a great role model for, for young women to to go out and just follow their dreams, no matter, you no know, question. the naysayers or, or not.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I certainly it was never nothing was intentional. I'll just say it like that. I wasn't out searching for any other job or position and, and certainly not in the boys' world. I was my home is Grass Lake. You know, they obviously gave my me my first, you know, official coaching position. And obviously we built a program there that that, you know, I'm very, very proud of. So I really had no intentions of leaving there. It this opportunity, obviously at Chelsea just kind of presented itself. I'm a big believer if doors open, sometimes you kind of got to walk right through them. And and I didn't know, you know, how well it would be received, you know, being a woman on the male side and obviously having a son on the team are two very, very different, you know, dynamics that that I don't know if everybody, you know you know, would would be supportive of, but I kind of gave it some thought. I had several phone calls and then I eventually just decided, well, you know, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring and kind of leave it up to God. And if it happens, it was meant to be. And if it doesn't, then, you know, I would be thrilled to stay at Grass Lake. So obviously, You know, I I did get offered that position. And since I've been there, it's been amazing. The Chelsea community has accepted me, you know, wholeheartedly. I have felt nothing but support since the moment I got there. And and the guys have been amazing, both last year and this year. There was never, you know, I mean, obviously taking on a boys team, you know, there's some concerns. How are they going to react to a female coach, a new coach in general, even, you know, and last year's group, they were amazing. And this group has, this year's group has been no different, you know, very respectable. I think they trust me, you know, we've built great relationships and, you know, we all share similar goals and, you know, when you all share similar goals, it it makes, it makes the job a little easier, obviously.
0: Coach, talk to us uh, about how you uh, really built your program at Grass Lake and, and maybe share, are you doing some similar things at Chelsea? I know that you have a, a larger footprint in the AU basketball. Was that part of your journey of like just uh, growing talent in your area? Tell, just tell the audience, because we got a lot of coaches in their first or second year and they're looking to build programs similar to what you did at Grass Lake and are doing at Chelsea.
1: So I, I've always kept my, you know, the travel, Michigan Premier Travel Program very separate from, from my high school uh, roles. I think that's important that you know, when I started Michigan Premier, the idea was to support girls, support all girls in the area, you know, in playing the game that they love and reaching that goal if they want to, you know, play at the next level collegiately. And so I felt it was very, very important to keep a distinct difference between the two, you know, because it wasn't just about Grass Lake girls. It was about all girls, not only in the Jackson area, but, you know, Southern Michigan. I mean, we have girls now that come from over an hour away to play. So I've always kept it very separate. But certainly that program, you know, helped develop girls that were within the Grass Lake program as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I, when I took the, or got the varsity job at, at Grass Lake, it was already a pretty solid program. You know, obviously I made some changes, you know, kind of put my footprint on it with my philosophy, brought in some different people that, that supported those same, or, you know, had those same philosophies that I had. And, you know, it just kind of developed and, and built from there. I'm a big believer. And if you want to have a a strong varsity program, you have to have a strong youth program. And so that's kind of, guys like already had a pretty good youth program going. And so we just kind of built it, made it a little bit stronger. And then the philosophy behind that is we're teaching fundamentals. I, I'm i not a big X's like, you know, we're going to go from A to B to C kind of coach. I want the kids to be able to play basketball. I want them to be able to have the, you know, the fundamental skill sets to to do the basics and do them well, and then know the game inside it out. So, you know, it's not about necessarily running plays. It's more about, you know, reading and reacting and taking what the defense gives you. So.
0: Nice. And and you, you, took that similar blueprint to Chelsea with you, I'm assuming.
1: Yep, absolutely. Chelsea's a little bit bigger school, so they have a rec department within it that handles a lot of, you know, a lot of the basketball. So I don't have to, you know, be as hands-on with the youth, but we still have, you know, so we have, so because Chelsea's a little bit bigger, they have a rec program where, you know, kids have the ability to play basketball locally. And then we have the Chelsea travel teams as well that that go out into the community to travel. Um,
2: yeah so Andrew quick question when you were in grass lake mm-hmm. there there wasn't aAU in that area right you ha- you basically had to create ops,
1: so there was yep so there was But it wasn't, it wasn't real strong play. you had to you had to build it Correct. So we, there was a program before Michigan Premier that my oldest daughter played in. And eventually, you know, and it was a, it was more of a local program. It wasn't quite as, as large. And, you know, Michigan Premier is, you know, we're, we're, we stretch out to the Midwest for tournaments that we play. And so it, it didn't, you know, travel as far, but eventually I kind of, I had some different philosophies that with the team that I was coaching that yeah. had my second yep. so. Yep. So I ended up branching off with that team who wanted to do some things differently you know, right, wrong or different. We just wanted to do some things differently. And so um, we branched off and, and and honestly, with, with no intent to start a program, I was just going to take that team and, and kind of see them through. And then just, it kind of happened organically where other coaches and teams, you know, wanted to do what we were doing and it kind of just built from there. And, you know, that's really how, how the program formed. So, so similar to, to, I feel like this is my life story. Things just kind of happen naturally.
2: Well, that's you though. That's you, and, and it's evident right when you meet you. I I'll never forget your first board meeting. We went out to lunch after, and not everybody can always do lunch, and you just sat right down right in the middle of I think it might have been all guys, because uh, it was uh, I think everybody had left. The other females on the board couldn't make whatever it was. It was like yeah, probably six yeah. or seven guys, mm-hmm. and Andrea was right there, and uh, it, was, it was like you were I mean, you're just that kind of person, and, and when you I really love watching you coach you okay. your demeanor is very consistent your huddle messaging is very consistent you yeah. can tell that they have been taught fundamental skills and it's just evident and then they play out of it and i personally yeah. that's that's always been my belief too is teaching yeah. fundamental skill level read what's happening and play and you're you're really really good really good
1: well, thank you i appreciate that mm-hmm. i'm a, i try to be very I'm, I'm a calm coach. Um, so I know that's a little, sometimes different. Respect. In the boys I, I world, have but... so much
2: respect for that.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
2: And, um, you're, you're very respected. Also have, have you had any, anything happen as far as being a female on the guy's side that you were like, I can't believe that happened. Or has it been totally smooth?
1: You know, it's been like from a
2: respect, great. you know,
1: yeah, Any, nothing, nothing bad. I mean, okay. honestly, I have always felt very respected. Very, I mean, officials um, or
2: the crowd or nope, an opposing um, player. You know,
1: there's been some things that I laugh at. Yeah, okay. I have things, like I, things. Don't typically bother me, yeah. and so I, I have a tendency to laugh at things more than anything. Yeah, um, I have had you know table workers will want the head coach. And or I had it with a couple of officials, so you know they want to talk to the head coach, and I'm like, well, I am the head coach, and they're like, you're the head coach, but you're a girl. I am the head coach, like, by the way. Yes, you didn't yes, look I at the program.
2: The you didn't read um, head you know, coach the name you right know, there.
1: Sometimes the fans, student sections in high school, as you can imagine, you know they're they're very vocal at times, and so we've had a <laughs> few student sections that have had some humorous signs and a few comments here or there. Oh, wow. and, you you're know, a trailblazer. They like you <laughs> a little bit
0: too so but we, I just laugh true. at it I
1: mean I don't yeah. it,
0: it is what it is <laughs> wow. well that sounds all all like fun in you know stuff that's not not things that you can, can't overcome at least you, you're not they're not charging it to, to get in the games that's probably a, a good thing
2: I'm a um, head coach by the know, way <laughs> Yeah.
0: I love that. So, you know, through through uh, our conversation, I've heard the word goals. Uh, you know, goals this year to get to Breslau. We're using Cast Tech to be a, a stepping stone to that. When you're at Grass Lake, that's always been on their their mind to win a state championship. How do you foster that mindset? That that uh, driven mindset, that goal setting mindset. Do you guys. Does, do you have your teams write goals down, do you discuss it or is it organic? How do you go about setting goals with your teams?
1: I'm very intentional with that. So so my background is communication, team building, conflict management, all that good stuff. So I'm very very intentional with that. We sit down so each year I sit down with the team and and it's it's an organic you know just very informal conversation as a group about what they want. You know what they what do they want out of this year? And and once they start to figure out, you know, what they want out of the year, then we work through okay, well how are we going to make that happen. So so everything's very very intentional as far as kind of the layout. You know, sometimes we tweak it here or there, but but it's everything from, you know, obviously making all the way the Breslin to the games they want to win, which, you know, most teams can do that, but then it's kind of how are we going to do that? Besides just play good basketball. So, you know, it's things like team building. We do a lot of team building. We do, we read a book or I shouldn't say I read a book, (laughs) but we, we, we work through a book together every year. You know, that's cool. Yep. Yep. We do that. We work this year. What's your book this year? So Relentless, we're doing the book Relentless this year, which is why that's our, that's our word. And, and we have, you know, we kind of built on last year we did So What Now What from Kevin Elko. So this year we kind of. So What Now What, what I felt really kind of laid the foundation for what I felt the, the group needed. And then this year it kind of transitions into just that relentless play. Like we just have to be better in every facet and see ourselves that way. And so, so, so far it's working, <laughs> you know, but, it, and then we do leadership with this year we're doing with the five seniors plus the one junior captain. We do a, a leadership course with them too. So, so we really kind of try to work behind the scenes to give these guys every opportunity to be successful and really to try to get them to buy into the fact that it's not just about being a better basketball player on the court. There's so much that else that feeds into the mental mindset of it to be, you know, elite and, you know, to be a champion.
0: Thank you for that, Coach. I love the intentionality that you go about with leadership, culture development success isn't random and you're real intentional about the success that you're able to build in your program. And that's really noticeable, really noticeable. I'd like to end by asking you coach, the the same question we ask all our, our guests is, if you had to give advice to a coach who is either an aspiring head coach or in their first or second year, and they want to have a long distinguished career in coaching, what advice would you give that coach?
1: Oh gosh, I, I think the most important thing is to love what you do. I think that you have to have, you have to find the enjoyment in it, you know. And and if you if you love what you do, I think it becomes easier, you know. And I think that you're able to, you know, you know, share that love with with your team. And, and that's for me, that that's the biggest thing. It's, it's not about the wins, you know, it's it's not about things that are on paper. I think it's about developing and forming relationships with kids, you know, to help them become, you know, successful leaders as adults and utilizing basketball as just the tool to be able to do that. And I think if you stay focused on that component, then, then the X's and O's and the basketball itself will, will kind of take care of itself.
0: Coach, I can't thank you enough for joining the BCAM podcast. We wish you nothing but success and know that Coach Young and I will plan to go to a game and we'll be rooting for you uh, throughout the season.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Coach Young, I know you have some words for Coach Cabana. Take it away.
2: A coach to model yourself after, male or female, is Andrea Cabana. Unbelievable demeanor, understands the game, knows how to teach it. Knows how to build relationships, knows how to build culture, and therefore is leading not only girls, but boys. And so we are lucky to have you in our profession, Andrea, and we appreciate you coming on the podcast today.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
0: Before we go to Coach Freilich, just, I love that, those words from Coach Cabana about culture and intentionality. And that's a a great lead into Coach Freilich who is Michigan State basketball coach, was just outstanding in our clinic, highly regarded coach, not only in the state of Michigan, but nationally. And I, I know our audience is going to love our fast break segment with Coach Freilich. Coach Young, I know that the Freilich name is well known in the state of Michigan, and I know that you have a long-standing relationship with her. You share with our audience before the segment just a little bit about Your relationship with
2: Coach Fralick. Robin Fralick is top-notch, top-notch. Met her at our clinic years ago when she was coaching at Ashland. And to a person that after that weekend, we're saying, wow, she she was a great speaker. She's one of the best clinicians we had this weekend and, and one of the best we've had all time. And so Susie Merchant is a really good friend. We went to college together. And have so much respect for her and all she did at Michigan State. But when she decided to transition and they were looking for a new coach, Robin Fralick's name came up on many, many circles.
0: Thank you for that, Dan. What a great get, Coach Robin Fralick. I know our viewers will be excited about our interview with Coach Fralick at the clinic. Coach Freilich from Michigan State University, welcome to the B-Cam Podcast.
3: Thanks for having me. We're
0: excited to have you here at the clinic, and we know your topic is culture. What an important topic here in, in basketball and really in life, like how do we go about winning? Can you share a little bit about what you may talk about today?
3: some of the biggest things we'll talk about is just having a plan for it you know I think culture is a buzzword and it's something that is used loosely but I think and it at its best it has a organizational plan and so those will those will be some of the pieces I will share about today and I think it has to matter it can't just matter you know on the recruiting visit it can't just matter on the first team meeting it has to matter every day and kids can see that right kids can see the sincerity in that.
0: So, Coach, you've had some great stops from Ashland to Bowling Green to Michigan State. But as you were going through your coaching journey, who were some of the mentors that you mm. had that helped you get to the places and stay at the places and have success at the places that you've been?
3: Well, I had a wonderful high school coach. I had two, actually. Ron Mott, who was you know won a ton of games, so I had him my freshman, sophomore year, and then he retired. And then I had Christine Cermak, who also did a phenomenal job. And both of them really, I think, just set the tone for how much I loved basketball and how much I loved being in the gym. And we were part of great teams, and we, you know, had a community behind us and had a lot of success. And then very early in my coaching career, I worked for Sue Ramsey as a Division II assistant. And I was a D2 assistant for seven seasons, and she just taught me so much. I think so much of who you become as a coach is who you're – mentored under, sort of who you grow up under. And some of my favorite pieces about her was she, just, she never had a bad day mm. and nobody could steal her joy. You know, win, lose, I come off that. a 10-hour bus ride, whatever that looked like. She just had this permeating joy and that, that made a big impact on me and that made a big impact on the teams we were a part of.
0: Awesome. Well, Coach Izzo was here earlier. He's from the state of Michigan. Yep. You're from the state of yep. Michigan. Talk to us a little bit about your love for this state, BCAM, which is the largest coaching association mm-hmm. in the country, our mission is to support coaches. We believe better coaching always matters. Can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about being part of something bigger than yourself, being part of a coaching fraternity, and how how important it is to support one another?
3: Well, it's so great to be home. You know, I had so, I had such a great experience playing and growing up in the state of Michigan, and you want everyone to have that. And BCAM, any organization that is in it to help people grow and mentor and help make the game better and help make coaches better, is a great thing. And nowadays, I think coaches, we need each other more than ever. You know, society continues to evolve. The landscape of athletics continues to change. And there's such a camaraderie and a community that we can find in coaching, and, and BCAM provides that. And what a cool opportunity that I get today, and what a cool opportunity BCAM provides for coaches in our state, and ultimately for the student-athletes in our state.
0: Coach Freilich, we can't thank you enough for joining us on the BCAM Podcast.
3: Thanks so much for having me.
2: We couldn't serve our coaches without the support of our sponsors. Rawlings, Huddle, Shootaway, United Dairy Industry of Michigan, Bology, Game One, Baron Rings, Coaches Insider, Gatorade and the Detroit Pistons. We encourage our members and listeners to support those who support us.
0: What great words from Coach Robin Fralick. Really enjoyed this episode. Coach Andrea Cabana from Chelsea High School, Coach Robin Fralick from Michigan State University. Two top shelf coaches, two high level leaders. Two people that all the B-Camp coaches can certainly learn from. Coach Young, any final
2: thoughts? I would just say today's podcast was just so fun. So fun to listen to two quality leaders who are who are leaders for both men and females, but for young girls who would want to be coaches someday. Two great models in Andrea Cabana and Robin Fralick. So really fun, Mike. Great job tonight.
0: Yeah, thank you. And we look forward to watching more games. Beat camp coaches, good luck to you as you continue your seasons. Please give us a listen. Please give us a a rating. We love those five-star ratings, and we appreciate all the support and emails that we're receiving in support of what we're doing on behalf of the coaches here in the state of Michigan. Take care, and we'll see you down the road.